Welcome to the Weather Review, the podcast that takes you beyond typical forecasts and storm chasers logs, delving into recent weather and climate occurrences you may have just seen in the news. My name is Gavin White, and I am your host for the Weather Review. So I'm sure you've seen last week that Canada is burning down. Or so it seems. Now, while the country itself isn't literally burning to the ground, there are hundreds of wildfires spanning a good chunk of the country, many of which are uncontained. A lot of the fires in the eastern part of Canada, particularly Quebec, led to large swaths of smoke descending along the eastern seaboard of the United States, which I'm sure you've seen the apocalyptic Martian-like images um, on news, on social media, on Twitter, wherever you get your information from, which led to a lot of air quality uh, alerts and concerns within the public. So what actually happened? Where do these fires come from? Why is the smoke in America? Is this a new normal? Is this something we can expect? That's what we're going to try and break down today. First off, the wildfires themselves. Where do these come from? Typically, Canadian wildfires, this is normal in the western part of the country this time of year. You know, it's, things are warming up. We're getting closer to the summer months. It's maybe a little bit drier as a lot of the snow is already melted. Um, So it makes sense for there to be wildfires, at least out west. That's normal. We don't normally see that in the news. It's routine. However, eastern fires are going to make the news, which is what happened last week, because those aren't typical, at least certainly not during this time of year. What led to these? Why did this fire start? Eastern regions, uh, particularly Quebec, were a lot drier and warmer than average the last couple weeks. Uh, A lot of this can be attributed that there was a higher pressure ridge that formed over central southern Canada and the northern United States, kind of along the boundary right there. Um, the high-pressure ridge formed, and typically, you know, high-pressure systems, they bring in dry air, warm air. But what, what led to that high-pressure system? Well, I mean, it's, it could be a range of things. There's some that are arguing climate changes behind that. There's some that would suggest maybe the fact that we just entered an El Nino led to that kind of mixing of air. I mean, that particular region of the continent is is prone to have some climatological changes as El Nino rolls into. I mean, it's just this past week it was announced that we're officially in El Nino. So I'm sure that has something to do with the formation of that ridge. Or it could have just been a natural weather occurrence, which happens all the time, as people seem to forget. But we have this high-pressure ridge kind of in the central part of the continent on the border of the United States and Canada. High-pressure ridge led to a lot of drier and warmer air. Um, in the eastern part of Canada, the Quebec area, which laid the foundation, I guess you could say, for these wildfires, right? You have a very large landmass that is very dry, hasn't received a lot of precipitation. Snow's already melted from the winter. Um, It's warmer than it typically is this time of year. All you need is a spark for something like that to light. It doesn't take much. Now, When you look at what actually caused these wildfires, and we know at least the ones in Quebec, they they were the result of lightning. There were a series of dry thunderstorms that came through that region with lightning strikes that ignited the warm, dry area, and it went up in a blaze all of a sudden. We we know that. You can go look at um, the NASA GOES satellite uh, imagery, and you can see it. I, I watched the video myself on Twitter. There was an overview, right, looking down, satellite view looking down at Canada. And it shows, you can see the storm system come through. You can see the flashes of lightning. A few frames later, you see like a tiny red glow where some of those lightning flashes struck, right? That's where the fire started. A few frames later in the imagery, you see smoke start to rise. So we know that at least in Quebec, the majority of those wildfires that were causing issues were naturally caused 
it was already a dry area thanks to a high pressure ridge and then all it took was the ignition from that lightning from those thunderstorms and all of it went up in a blaze i mean it was a ticking bomb it was going to happen inevitably if rain didn't come through sooner or later and unfortunately the lightning beat the rain in that instance so then the question remains well why did the united states get the smoke typically you'd expect the smoke just to go straight out to sea right it just get carried in the jet stream over to sea you know no one has to worry about it except for the people that leave on the eastern portion of canada so why did the United States get a lot of this smoke? Now, you have to start zooming out and getting big pictures. If you just if you zoom in only on the New England area, you're not really going to have much of an answer. I mean, you can see the jet stream is northerly, meaning it's coming from the north headed to the south. But why? In order to see that, you have to zoom out, look at the entire continent as a whole. A lot of things interact with each other in ways that a lot of people don't understand myself included i'm still learning about this and trying to figure out how all this pieces together and when you zoom out you start to see how different things connect so let me paint you a picture real quick let's say on the west coast we had a low pressure system right typical low pressure sitting out west we already know we have a high pressure in the central part of the continent where the u.s and canada meet right along the border so we know we have two. We have the jet stream dipping below that low pressure system out west, curving underneath it, and then traveling northward to go up and over that high pressure system, essentially rounding the top of it in Canada. Now, typically, we'd expect it to continue eastward from there, as it typically would, except for the fact that there was another low pressure system in the New England area of the United States, a very strong um, system. Now, high-pressure systems, they rotate clockwise. Low-pressure systems, they rotate counterclockwise. So you have essentially double the, 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 the magnitude uh, affecting the jet stream. I don't know if that's the right word to use. It's probably not the right word to use. But you have a lot more incentive for the jet stream to travel suddenly as it rounds that high ridge back down south again, forced by one, that high ridge and then two by the low-pressure in the United States, in the New England area of the United States, forcing that to go southward again. Of course, all this lines up right over the area where all these fires just recently ignited. This setup right here, this, this low pressure out west, this high pressure in the central, and then this low pressure in New England, this had been going on for, for a couple days prior to these fires becoming an issue, right? And then when you look at it from above, it looks like the Greek letter omega. It's actually called the omega pattern um, in the meteorological world. So we had an omega pattern in the jet stream where it went down out west, up north to go up and over that high pressure ridge, and then back down again to avoid the low pressure system in New England. The jet stream was very dysfunctional, not dysfunctional, but was very oddly shaped, the Greek letter omega. Um, so now that we understand that, we can see why the smoke began to funnel towards the United States instead of being carried out to sea eastward. Now, we knew that this setup was occurring, right? We could go back a few, not a few weeks ago, we could go back a couple weeks ago, and forecasters were, were expecting this thing to happen, a, a, an o, omega pattern across the continental United States. We knew this was happening. We didn't know the fires were about to ignite, though, in Quebec. All of a sudden, those ignited. The jet stream's already taking everything from the Quebec area down south into the United States to begin with. So once those fires light that smoke, as soon as it reaches the stream, it's going to suddenly propel way down south. 
So smoke is essentially funneled toward the United States instead of being carried out to sea thanks to this omega pattern in the jet stream. Now, of course, the East Coast smoke, it stretched from New York City all the way down to Charlotte, North Carolina, in which there was notable differences in air quality and images of the sunsets and just images of hazy skies, right? All in that huge stretch of the southern part of New England all the way down to the mid-Atlantic region. Of course, even further south, there's more pictures, but not to the extent, not to um, the detrimental air quality that you know, New York hat for New York hit 413 at one point on the AQI. It's, I, as far as I'm aware, I think that's a that's a record in the city up there. I mean, just absolutely atrocious, hazardous air quality, like a good chunk of the eastern seaboard, thanks to the smoke traveling south. Um, now, thankfully, the smoke finally cleared as the New England low pressure system started to shift southward. So as it was doing this, the jet stream started to stabilize and reorient itself. A lot of that smoke is now avoiding um, high populated areas, which is always a good thing to hear. Air quality is not as big of a concern anymore. You know, people can go about freely. You don't have to worry about breathing in high levels of smoke. Of course, it's caused all the panic, news stories, um, social media, Twitter, just everything blowing up about all this. Because, I mean, it makes sense when people aren't used to this on the East Coast. You, you don't have to deal with wildfires if you're on the East Coast of the U.S. I mean, that's just not normal. You know, over in California and the rest of the West Coast, it's a completely different story. They're used to wildfires every year. I don't want to say it's a normal thing over there, but it's certainly not unexpected. It's not, you don't freak out when you see a hazy sky out West, right? You're just kind of used to wildfires here and there. Occurring East Coast, that, that is not the case. For millions of people, this is the first time they've ever experienced anything like this, which makes sense as to why there's such a big concern about it, people not understanding what's going on, and why there's a lot of calls in the question as to, is this a new normal? Is this something that we can expect to continue? Now, let me preface this by saying I'm currently studying atmospheric sciences in college, right? I'm not a meteorologist yet. I'm, I'm not a professional. I'm currently studying this and learning this and doing my own research. Everything in this episode was all put together from my logic and my personal research I did in preparation. So my answer to the question, is this a new normal, would be it depends. And I hate giving um, unclear answers like that. I hate doing that. But I truly do think, as I look into this more and more, that it depends on if, if we can expect this to be a new normal, at least on the eastern part of the continent with wildfires and smoke traveling downwards, causing air quality issues. Now, of course, depending on who you ask and who you pay attention to, you'll have some people in the field will say, no, this is not a new normal. This is one time, once in a million fluke. Um, but you'll have others that will say, oh, no, this is a new normal. I expect this to happen more. Everyone looks at something different. So based on that and from the different things that I've read from different professionals in the field, I'm going to say it depends. Now, what does it depend on? It depends on what you're asking about. Is it the new normal? I think we can break this into two separate distinct categories. One is the Canadian wildfires in the, we'll just we'll broaden it and say the Quebec region. And two is the wildfire or smoke traveling south along the United States East Coast. I think it depends on which part of that, which category you're asking about. Is this a new normal? So we'll start the first part. The Canadian wildfires in Quebec, just eastern Canada in general. Is this a new normal? And I, I genuinely think that this is potentially a new normal we can begin to experience. For one, I think the recent development of El Nino had an impact on that high ridge being there to begin with in the central part of the continent, which led to a lot of drier um, air, 
lot of drier air, warmer area, which is typical when you have El Nino. You kind of have that good chunk of the continent is warmer and drier, and that's kind of where those sections intersect is right around there. Um, of course, El Nino is typically only a year long, but I mean, it can last as long as three or four years. There's, there's previous records of it. So it's potential that in the short term, this could be a new normal in terms of having Canadian wildfires in the east. Um, and of course, global warming certainly doesn't help with uh, providing um, easier ignition areas, right? Warmer temperatures, things are warmer naturally. It's going to happen. So based off those two reasons, I would say it's certainly possible for us to see more frequent wildfires um, in the eastern part of Canada. Now, when we look at the other piece of this, the wildfire smoke traveling southward along the United States East Coast, I am pretty confident in saying this is not a new normal. Number one, this is a rarity and it should be treated as such. We're not, we haven't seen this before, certainly not on the East Coast. That's, that's well documented. This is a rare event. This is a, I don't want to say historic event, but just it's something of that magnitude, something that has not happened before that many can recall. So we have that to begin with. And secondly, I just, I truly believe from, from reading this and looking at everything that took place over the last week and a half, that this event was just a perfect, unfortunate trifecta of layered pieces. One, you had that warmer and drier part of Eastern Canada due to the high pressure ridge. Um, and side note on that, I, I do think El Nino had an impact on that. I mean, again, we are in El Nino, it's official now. Typically in the Midwestern part of the United States, we see just a drier region. Now, if you shift upwards, Quebec is in that far east or north, that far northeast of the Midwest of the United States. I don't want to say it does, but I, I think it's safe to assume that we can expect to have slightly drier areas there as well. So I think we already have this warmer and drier eastern Canada, right, due to the high-pressure ridge. And then we had the two low-pressure systems on either end of the continent, creating that omega pattern in the jet stream I was talking about earlier. It doesn't happen all the time. It certainly happens. It's a weather phenomenon. It has, it has its own name, omega pattern, but it doesn't happen all the time. So we have these two things that lined up together. Okay. Now, I throw in a series of thunderstorms that ignited the perfect, perfectly warm dry forest setup in Quebec with the jet stream already set up to carry that smoke down south. I mean, it was truly just unfortunate timing of when all this took place, that everything was set up for it ever so slightly in just the right way that all those fires needed to do was ignite and all their smoke would travel downwards. I don't think we're going to be seeing wildfire smoke across the eastern United States. Um, I don't think that is a new normal. I don't think we're going to see that happen again for quite some time. Certainly, it could still happen here and there, but it's not something that we should be concerned with as a new normal. But this is my take on what happened this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a rating so others who may be interested can also discover this podcast. Also, as I briefly mentioned earlier, I'm currently a student who's entering this type of media and platform for the first time. The first few episodes will be rocky as I work out the kinks in planning, recording, and communicating this content. So please, bear with me as I learn to navigate this new journey. I'm confident it's going to be worth it. And with that, enjoy your week and keep your eyes on the sky. Thank you.